All right, everybody. It is the No Notes podcast here for episode 65. This is probably one of the the episodes that I have been least excited for probably ever for our whole podcast. Um, As Charles told me this past week, it was my week to decide what topics we had to do and um, kind of have been handcuffed to talking about a certain topic, a.k.a. my Phoenix Suns. So we're going to talk about that and the NBA playoffs a little bit. Charles has a fun segment at the very end of that discussion. And then after that, um, we're going to get off our little sadness train probably and then talk about the comments made by Nick Saban about the NIL and college football and kind of give our takes on it. Um, and that'll probably wrap up our episode for the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the NBA should be a pretty bulky uh, topic, though, with all that's happened and all of that is needed to be talked about involving it could one, be bulky or it could be pretty short involving one Phoenix Suns. Uh, I think that's going to have a lot of information with it. And by the way, you might be wondering why am I Matt Breckenridge and Matt is Charles Dobler. We switched accounts because Matt has free recording unlimited. So I'm on his account now. So <laughs> yeah, just so you guys know, but we were supposed to get an episode on Sunday. Um, what happened though, Sunday night kind of just sucked the life out. Uh, so we did not do one, but we're doing one today. And this time we should have another one that we record for Monday. Uh, that besides this one going up tomorrow, uh, which will be Friday. So we should have a normal two, uh, cause there, I don't think there'll be any heartbreak this time. Uh, I don't think there can be, um, both my teams are out. Matt's team broken, is out. Bro. Yeah. Matt's team's out and at least among the NBA. So yeah, Matt, you lead it away then. Uh, what, what are we talking about first? Uh, want to just get the Suns out of the way or are we going to save it? What, what do you want to do? I feel like that's the whole thing we can talk about. I mean, the rest of the stuff, it's kind of like whatever. I mean. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, because we kind of already made our predictions of what we thought the championship would be, and obviously we were wrong, both of those, because uh, we had the same one, you know, Celtics and Suns. Granted, the Celtics one looks like a good pick, so, you know, who knows. Um, but, yeah, Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Um Man, to say I was disappointed, it's an understatement. I told Charles this. I turned off the game in the second quarter, I think about four minutes in to the second quarter. I just knew it didn't look good, and it just didn't feel like – I felt like I was watching a different Suns team than, like, what I had been watching. Um, Man, like (laughs) – I have no word. Like, <laughs> it's just like, like so hard to talk about. Bro. Well, like, I, I looked at the stats again uh, from Game Seven, at least. Um, it's just like it's hilarious when I look at it. How the <laughs> score for Phoenix in Game Seven was Cameron Johnson with twelve points and seeing twenty-seven at halftime. Like, it's just laughable <laughs> when I look at it again. I, I haven't looked at the box score since the night of, and I. <laughs> Looking at it again, I can't believe that. Um, but yeah, continue what you're saying. Yeah, which means like the Suns almost scored 70 points in the second half. I mean, but granted, when you're up mm, by 40 yeah, going into the matter. third, you can kind of take your foot off the gas. But like, 
ever since game two, Chris Paul did not look like himself. And I think it turns out, I believe he had a quad injury, I think is what it's being reported now, which is like, great. That's awesome. Uh, no one could buy a bucket, like anyone on the Suns team. Basically, it was the lid on top of the rim. It was just like, nope, yeah, nothing's working. Um, and as we talked about game six and seven, it looked like the Suns just didn't come to play. It was like mm-hmm. they thought they were already guaranteed, like, a win. Like, they were already guaranteed to, to go to the next round. Like, because everyone was like, oh, Warriors, Suns, is going to be like, the finals we all wanted, the finals we all needed, like this is how it's going to be, you know? And I mean, they were up 2-0 and then they were up 3-2 and, you know, you play a whole season just to get a game seven at your home court. And then you play probably one of the worst games in franchise history, maybe even the worst game ever. And just like you had this great team and nothing comes of it. It's like, I want to say it's not as bad as like when the Warriors blew a three-one lead in the finals because I mean that's the finals. You got three-one. You went seventy-three and nine, but like this was like the first dominant team since like Golden State that people were like, oh yeah, like this is it. Like this is the year, you know. And then lay an egg, and it's like not only did no one show to play up, like Cam Johnson, who's you know the third best six-man of the year candidate only scores 12 points, like Booker's not even there. He gets usually his average is about 10 in the first quarter. And, you know, (sighs) as much as like, as much as Luca talks, I mean, it's true, you know, everyone's tough when they up and he took it to him game six and seven. Granted, do I think he flops a lot? Yeah. Do I think he does? Do I think he gets sort of a LeBron treatment? Yeah, I do. But at the same time, he rallied the troops and he got it done against the best team. And, man, there's just so much to talk about, like the Pat Beverly stuff, like everything. Like, and we can get into that next. But for me, just the game-wise, man, like this is hard for me to talk about. Like, I, like as Charles has said, I watched almost like – Every game this or at least I tried to watch almost every game this year. I watched all the playoffs. Like for the past three years, I've been like invested. And now I'm like deflated as crap. I'm like, man, do I even start watching them in October or November again? It's like this is the worst. Where do I where do I even begin with everything? Um, there's so much about the Phoenix Suns and what just happened in this last series they had. Uh, I've been thinking about it a lot this week. I have a lot of thoughts. There's so many different parts to this. Where do I even begin? Um, I will say, yes, Matt is a, a huge Suns fan. One of the biggest Suns fans you'll find. Watched almost every game. And when I found out he quit watching before I even, I at least watched to halftime, which by the way, it was like a, 17 point game with four minutes and then the match just i was like you know Suns could come back if you get down to 10 that's not bad i was, yeah. I was hoping holding that hope out i guess you didn't even watch that you're already done with it um maps go like hit three threes in a row and before i know it it's 30 with like a minute left and i'm like 
yeah, I'm not, this game's over. I'm not watching it. So the fact that you quit though, before me is saying something, uh, cause you know, the Suns team a lot more than I do, I would say for sure. And you knew it was already over four minutes into the second quarter and you didn't even want to watch it. Like you, you knew, did you, <laughs> um, I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm a coach or anything, but like, you just know when like, it's not your night and people aren't playing well. So like, if it was me, I wish I would have been like in that huddle been like, guys, like, you know, we're playing like dog water, like um, something has to change. Like, you know, like, and it was just like, so deflating, like, and I like never quit on like really anything, but like, man, like I'm still a Suns fan. Like I did 10 years of us not being good. So like even just making the playoffs, you know, I got spoiled last year because we made it to the finals and stuff. Yeah. However, Oh man, like like I told it's, you, I four minutes in, I already knew it was over. I was like, yeah, this is done. It's Deflate City because you know last year in the finals, up two up two zero, can't get the job done. Um, I do think though, and you agreed, this was even worse than that because this just like no effort, poor play, didn't want to show up the last two games. You know, well here's and here's what someone asked me: Would you rather get blown out? in game seven or lose by a buzzer beater. And to me, I'd rather lose by a buzzer beater. Yeah. Game seven. I was going to bring like, this Even though, mm-hmm. like, even though it would suck, I know that it was a good game and that's what a game seven should be. Like, yeah, and I think exactly. what we forget, all these NBA players are NBA level talent. Like they're all like really good. Like, yeah, they're all really like, I mean, like honestly, any of those eight teams that were left could have beat, anyone and given you know one or two bounces here and there that changes a game which can change a series right to me i'd rather see luca hit an absurd one-legged beat us on a buzzer beater three rather than he's we're up we're down by 40 and he's trash talking laughing at us to me that's just laughing at you guys yeah us yeah Yeah. that's what he does and i mean he deserved it after game seven he came to play sons did not spencer two guys basically just beat the whole suns team and one half and ended the game right there. Um, yeah, it's, I had the exact same thought a couple of days ago as you. That's funny you bring this up. I was like, you know, if Luca banks in a corner three, like if he's like loses control, he chucks it up, banks in a corner three, and he hits it. Yeah, that's going to hurt more now. Like it's definitely going to hurt more in the short term. But like, you know, at least you knew it was, it was a, you know, in God's hands that he made it. Like you played really well. Um, and you, like you said, it was supposed to be how it was, it was supposed to be a game seven. And so it would go away quicker. A loss like this is something you just, you, you can't root for it. Like, I know we love our sons, but you can't root for that kind of effort to be down 40 in a game seven. And then on top of that, because of, you know, going down that much, you know, obviously it's going to stick in the son's mind, you know, compared to if it was a buzzer beater, at least would have been a really hard fought game, you know, just missed a play or two and the match just played so well. But now you have all these questions that come about too. Like, is the Suns team even able, this core able to even win a championship now, you know, now that this, not only is this window looking like it's shut, but the fact you lost by 30 in game seven, it's like it just slammed shut on you. And now, you know, it brings way more questions and uncertainty in the play compared to if it was a buzzer beater loss. And I was thinking exactly about that point you just brought up. And I would much rather lose on a buzzer beater than 40 freaking points. It felt like 60, honestly. 
Um, they scored 70, whatever, in the second half. Didn't matter. Mavs didn't play the stars in the fourth quarter. Felt like a 60-point loss, honestly. Um, so, yeah, that's funny you bring that up. Um, yeah, it's still, it's just so much to talk about. I, I think what I want to talk about first is just still how blown away I am that this happened and how unreal and how much it feels like a dream that this happened. Like, I, you know, that night, I, I, there's been moments where I was angry and I just wanted to absolutely come on here and yell about the Phoenix Suns, about their, you know, effort and their play. And there's nothing to defend them. I've kind of gotten over that stage, but I still haven't been able to get over how un, you know, fathomable this really feels that this team that, by the way, after they went up 2-0 in this series, it's actually their only, the only team saw something to blow a 2-0 lead the last two years in the playoffs because they did it last year in the finals, you know, uh, and their losses. Anyways, they're up 2-0, right, and two good wins. And I'm thinking sweep. I literally told you I think they're going to sweep the Mavs. I really did. It's like they – I know they're going back to Dallas, but maybe Dallas gets game, but I was like, I think they can sweep them, kind of like the Nuggets last year, mm-hmm. you know. Um, up to that point, they were 70-20 and 20 overall after the Pelican series and up 2-0, 70-20. and 20. So if we do some math here, that means that – if, so after they went 70 20, they lost four out of five, right? So that means they went one and four. So if you break down 70 and 20, that's seven to two. And we double that to make it four losses to match their one and four. This team that went one and four the last five games would have, on average, gone 14 and four. And they go one and four. What? How? And their, their losses were like games three and four were winnable games. Um, if they just played bad, you know, I thought they were winnable and they, I thought they, they just, I don't know what it was. I mean, they felt like winnable games. It, it just felt like it wasn't, I don't know, like that like you could have gone and gotten that one, but they didn't bring mm-hmm. enough. I don't think didn't make enough. Um, so then, you know, they lose the two games and it's two, two. And I'm like, well, you know, Pelicans, it was 2-2. You know, I'm not too worried. Um, they come in game five, blow them out by 30. 30. The Suns win by 30. They didn't lose by 30. They won by 30. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, okay, six. Suns are going to win in six. You know, Chris Paul hasn't showed up the last three games. He's going to come out. Um, he's going to be closer Chris Paul like he's been, you know, in game six when they need him. Uh, you know, Luca says, you know, oh, everyone acts tough when they're up. And I'm like thinking, what are you doing? You're just, you're going to ignite the suns. You know, you're going to light the fire that is the suns. Um, well, did I know I was completely wrong? It turned, seemed to like Luca that I don't know if it's uh, all of the comment, but game six and seven, the best way to describe it is, you know, how it's a sun that were the suns. It's like the Mavericks took a freaking gallon of water and dumped it all over the suns and the suns just, literally lost everything and turned into the moons. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened. D book is, you know, and, and like there's, I mean, there's a lot of players we can talk about. I'll, I'll say this for D book. I know him and Luca kind of got into a game five and, and Luca says that thing. And I'm thinking that's not the one guy you want to talk to D book normally gets real fueled by it. Where was he the last two games? It's like, he played scared. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I just can't describe it. And then I'll go on to Chris, you know, D book played, 
I, I want to give D book, you know, especially after this year, potential superstar status, but I can't do that anymore after this playoff series, especially game six and seven, uh, game seven, especially. And I know it's not just him, but you got to set the tone as the superstar of the team at home. This is what you work for game seven. It wasn't there. No urgency. Now let me get to Chris Paul. <sighs> 29 points in game two, I think. After that, what? He shot like seven times a game, I think. Shot like two threes a game. And he turned, what, 37 in game three or four. So maybe he just got the realization that he was old and decided, I can't do this anymore. Yes, game he, had the, three. he had the quad injury. I get that. I know that probably hampered him a bit. But we didn't hear anything about it till after. So that's a little, you know, excuse-ish. I, I'm not saying it's a, you know, using it as a full-blown excuse, you know, because it probably did hinder him. But we didn't hear about it till after the series. Um, I don't know what happened to Chris Paul. He was as good as D-Book is. Chris Paul is the engine of the Suns. When he goes, they go. And he obviously didn't go. And I think that was one of the biggest reasons why they got, you know, blown off the floor, four out of the five games that they lost. Um, he played terrible. I mean, I, I don't know. If it was really the injury was that bad, can you trust him going forward now? Because he's only getting older. And obviously the Pelicans discovered something with picking him up full court and tiring him out. And the Mavs are the same thing. And, like, it's really smart when you think about it because he's 30. He was 36, 37 now. He's going to deteriorate. He's not going to be able to, you know, keep his level of play. And so that I just, it's concerning now for the future of, I mean, Chris Paul's like, I'll be back. We'll be back. I'm not retiring. And it's like, yeah, but if you're going to, you've had injury issues and if teams, especially players are just going to tire you out, you know, and you're the engine of this, this core. Like I, I think I've realized that Chris Paul is the engine. It's not Devin Booker. It's Chris Paul. If you can't run on full, I, I don't know how this, I can't see the Suns team making it back to the finals and winning a championship. I don't know. I, I'm just really worried about that. To, um, it's to me, they need, they need shooters. Yeah. And they need a point guard. And I think Chris me, Paul's just too old. Yeah. Chris Paul's old. I wish they would have played Aaron holiday. I think he gives them the Chris Paul vibes. I mean, granted he's not, you know, he's not that same min rage person. But he's younger. He can – I really like Aaron Holiday. I do. Yeah. And I know our first-round draft pick this year, I believe, is uh, OKC's, I believe. Yeah. Um, if it was me, I think – I don't know. I think you have to get a point guard from someone, whether that's like like, a, like the Pacers. I would try to get Brogdon if it was me. Because at least he can shoot, he can attack. You might have to give someone up, but it had to be eight, and I feel like it would have to be. I mean, granted, I don't know, or Mikel, but I wouldn't want to give up Mikel personally. No, I, I think it's easier to find a center than it is to find three and D. Yeah. Um. And so you know, it's disappointing, but yeah, like once Chris Paul shut down, then everyone focused on book, and like. At times, you yeah. could see he was getting double, triple teamed, which, I mean, you know, that's what happens when you're, like, the best player. 
But then when other guys don't make shots either, then it's a lot easier to switch and do things. So to me, I feel like I just wish that some things are changed. Like, hey, let's instead of putting Landry Shamit in as point guard, let's do an an actual point guard and let's not have Chris Paul take it up every time, have him get to the half court and then give it to him, you know, save him that extra, you know, 40 feet. But you know, right now all we're doing is the shoulda, coulda, wouldas because we have hindsight, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think this really makes you think like, man, was there a window, a tier window? I personally don't think so. I think our core is young enough to keep going. I just think – I'm just worried that this is going to be the theme when you get to playoffs of, okay, they're good regulars. It's almost like – a better version of the jazz a little bit, you know, and yeah. we've been to a finals and now second round compared to them, but we need someone with a little bit more youth in the playoffs that can do yeah. stuff rather than someone who's 37. But it makes me, me wonder also when you say need a point guard to where I campaign some minutes ago, I guess he was in a struggle, but I felt like he was a really good spark plug still for them. The mm-hmm. last, just this last stretch he's been with since the sun's, you know, going back to the bubble since they were good and, he got yeah. doghoused. Uh, maybe it was defense, and I guess he was struggling on offense too. But he's some sort of a spark plug too. I mean, I know you like Aaron Holiday too. I I think he should have at least gotten some minutes. Yeah, but instead of Landry Shaman at point guard, I didn't like that at all. Um, mm-hmm. I know they wanted it with length, but well, to me, I think I just like Holiday better because I mean, when you look at him and you watch him play, he does make really good passes, and he's a good defender. Like he's part of the Holiday kind of brand and like uh, yeah. i mean to me like i'm being honest right here if we had drew holiday during that series i think we win if i'm gonna be honest like i think they win. them yeah oh absolutely like and i think that you know goes to the same thing for the bucks like they realized they needed chris middleton in that series just like we yeah. needed a healthy chris paul I mean, chris paul was not healthy like I know. I know. Like, this. You, you can't go from being, you know, Chris Paul and then nothing. Like, either you're this, old, yeah. which he is, or you're hurt, which he and, was. And like you and said, that's just the theme. He's in, He was injured, right? How are we expecting to make a run next year then if we are already having injury concerns with Chris Paul? And I, as he is now, is when he gets a year older, I, we, I just can't trust that as a Suns fan, you know, moving forward for at least him to have as much of a role as he does. And I think that falls mm-hmm. some to blame on D-Book. Cause D, and Chris Paul, I mean, obviously D-Book was injured, Pelican series, so he had to carry some. But I thought mm-hmm. like last year too, especially, you know, Clippers and all that, Chris Paul was the guy. And I, I think D-Book needs to step it up more personally to be that guy. And to I me- don't know. That's to me, me, I think because CP3 has – because Booker used to be that guy, right, could give you 70. When CP3 came in, I think he deferred a little bit, like, oh, like it's your team. And now I think after this series, I think Booker goes it, to him and just says, hey, yeah. I'm 25. Like, well, he, he should have still. Me, yeah. You know, let, let me take shots. Let me drive the key. You know, let me take the car. Let me have the keys and go. You know what I'm saying? I, I personally think even when CP3 got there, it was still supposed to be D-Book's team. I just don't know if D-Book is that guy 
where it ended up still being on CP3 shoulders, even though maybe it was going to be D books team, but to CP3 me, took that load. To me, I think what they should do is do what um, Dallas is doing and have Booker be your point guard at like six, five, six, yeah. six. And then you can spread it out with more shooters. That's what I think. I, I'm just, do. yeah, I'm worried about, I'm D books, great player, great season. I'm just worried about him as being a superstar. You know, I just mm-hmm. don't know if he is. Um, I, don't I know you love him. I, I really like Debo too, and I know you love him. I don't him, think but... a couple games determine. I think his overall body of work, right? But, man, remember, each series is different playing it seven times. I mean. I, yeah, I know you, you say know, that. And it makes, he had a great game four when they lost still. He had like 35. I mean, he was the only reason they were in Yeah, it, you're know? 38. Yeah. 38. But I know you said I don't think a couple games, but, like, these games are like times 10 in terms of magnitude. It's the playoffs. This is what determines if you're a superstar and your legacy or not, you know? Um, that's the thing. Even, I, I'm, remember, I'm just, I'm just the, trying to be realistic with the book. You know, I'm not trying to, but even in the finals last year, he had a couple of those like 40, 45 games and he still lost, you know, just I because he, Giannis I he struggled, then, but that's because of his hamstring. Well, games one and two game, but then the, the rest of the and, series, he kind of disappeared. Games, games, one and two, he was good, and then even Game Four, the one that they should have won, they when which they lost, hmm. he had I think it was forty. He might and have, then, yeah, he might have. But that I think he's a superstar. Point. I think sometimes, I mean, thinking about it, Jordan didn't start winning till after he was twenty-five. I'm not, I'm not saying that Booker is Michael Jordan. That's not what I'm saying. If anyone is, it's probably Luca. But right. you know, I, I think. Booker needs to realize whenever his team is in trouble, I think he's been relying on CP3 because he's the old guy in the locker room. And when you listen to the interviews, he has a lot of respect for the game and for the older generation. But I think he needs to realize that CP3 isn't going to be there for the long term. It's Booker's team. He's take the keys and be like, no, I'm going to do takeover mode because when he gets into his mid-range and into his stuff, no one can stop him. And I think he needs to believe that and realize that, just like how Luca realizes that. Like, no, like no one can stop me. I got this. So, yeah. to me, I think he needs to be a little bit more selfish at times. Um, but other than, I mean, with your overall, point, though, like, yeah. Overall, though, I can't be mad because the past, you know, ten years right has been bad and like what i ever been thinking about i didn't ever imagine or dream of me seeing the suns in the finals or even with the best record etc so i mean i can't be too upset i think we'll be fine it's not how i wanted this season to end um but that's how it ended so your jordan point with d book yeah i that makes sense um but Jordan wasn't considered a superstar, I think, until he broke through. So that's kind of where I'm at with D. If they made it to the finals again, I would have. But it's just how bad this collapse yeah. was this year. I, like I said, I just can't understand it. Because, yeah, he was yeah. really good in the finals last year. Um, mm-hmm. They obviously still lost. but So then you think he'd take the next step and get him back, you know. And I just don't understand mm-hmm. the collapse. That's where it's hard for me to give him that yet. You know? Well, and I think sometimes you just have bad games. Like, I know there's been – even when I play soccer – Sometimes there's just a couple of weeks where I'm just bad. Yeah. And you don't understand it. And maybe that's what happened, you know? Yeah. Like, and I think it also, that's comes why it's, to... I mean, that's why it's sports. That's why we like it so much. 
but sometimes that's why it can be frustrating too. I think it's just also the reason why it's hard for me to just yet is because I still think it's CP3's as the engine of the team. It's not D-Book, you know, because yeah. like you saw CP3 disappear the last five games and you saw the Suns, you know, they kind of just yeah. crumbled. So, yeah, not to, not trying to hate on D-Book or anything. He's obviously no, a very good no, player, but I just yeah. don't know if I can consider him superstar yet. Um, yeah, to, you said also – I want to talk. I haven't talked enough about actually game six and seven yet, especially seven. You said you can't be mad. Um, yeah, those 10 years were rough. Um, those were rough years. Uh, we sucked. I mean, we honestly didn't really pay attention that much because we were terrible. So you said you can't be mad. And yeah, in the long picture, you can't. But like at the same time, you can't be because what was this performance the last two, uh, two games? That's just. Bro, I'm just telling me that. It's so frustrating. It's Trust like. Me. No, how I'm do you just telling the, it. Yeah. I'm just I can understand myself that. So I can move on. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, you, I mean, we are going to move on eventually. And I mean, I have for the most part moved on, but still, when you think about the lackluster I mean, performance, as I've told you, like, I have not, like, I have not watched a sporting event for like four days now. Like, I literally <laughs> have not, yeah, like, watched <sighs> any NBA. I've even watched MLB, NHL, like, soccer, nothing. Like, I have watched nothing. Cause like, I just, I just can't, like, can't it feels it. like nope. my heart was taken and then stomped on and then someone put cool. it back in and then just took it out again and stomped it again. That was literally game six and seven. It was boom, game six. You guys sucked, stomped on it. I said, finally we have game seven. Yeah. The game seven came, stomped Stunk it worse. again. And then instead of, and then instead of putting it back in my chest so I could live, it's yeah. just there. It's just done. So well, I, I got like, to me. And then. Yeah. And then on top of that, then Monday you have Pat Bev going off about CP3 well, yeah. and everything. And, we'll we'll get to that and, in a second. And Pat Bev is just dumb. We'll, we'll like, get to that in a second. We'll we'll save those thoughts. Uh, I, I gotta I gotta yeah. save this part right here because I gotta at least get some anger out towards the Suns because they deserve it. You and I were texting. They don't. There's nothing to defend them. Um, if anything, you know, you not only do you win game five by 30, which is, you know, 82% of the series uh, winners that win game five go on to win the series. Not only do you come out in game six and play bad. Uh, I mean, they obviously played bad, but how do you, the thing that kills me the most about teams is when they don't give enough effort and don't give enough heart. And that's exactly the sun's the last two games. It's like, that's what frustrates me the most about anything. If it looks like you're trying and maybe missing everything or you know you're playing hard on defense you know all that stuff um and like shots are just hitting that's it, i mean you if you're just if, you know I mean, you can step the suns were nuts this thing top five in offense and defense too um obviously their offense was awful but you could have played better defense to keep you in it like if you're really going hard because when i was just watching they're just kind of i mean like luca was making some tough shots give him credit he showed up for game seven the defense still just didn't look that you know, tough. Like if you really, you play for game seven to get at home. That's why you play. Like you said, if you really cared. You'd be trying hard on defense. And I think with their defense, they could have kept it to like a 13 or what was it? 30 halftime. They could have cut that to 20, 15. If they at least played good defense, as long as, you know, and that fuels offense. Well, like I said, it was just lackluster. It was non-existent. It was terrible. I, and that's what's so frustrating about it. It's like, I can't stand when teams don't give enough effort. And like you said, it's like the soul was just sucked out of them after they missed their few shots. They went, yeah, you know, I, I don't think we're winning this game. Um, you know, like you said, when it was three, two, 
and they expected it to be handed the finals. Were they not expected to be handed vacation? Because that's what it looked like. Were they just like, you know what? I'm I'm ready to go on vacation. Like that's that, you know, let's let's just let's just call it quits. Uh, it's game seven. You're at home, the best team in the NBA, and you're that performance. Like I I ranked that game seven a G, not even F a G for god awful. It an F is too good. It's just that's see, I'm, I can feel a little bit of anger because like they didn't give an SHIT, it felt like, and I don't know why. And that's what's so infuriating about it. It's like you were the best team, home court, the whole playoffs. The Warriors, I don't trust that well. I definitely think you could have beaten them. Back to the finals looked really good. And you just, oh, I hit my thing. You just, what was that? And you know, like I said, you know, you and I are mad about game six. Like, well, it's like they didn't want to be there. Yeah, you have game seven, but still, it'd be nice to just, you know, you could play better, play harder to have a chance to win. And so it doesn't have to go to game seven. And then in game seven, they were even worse somehow than game six. <sighs> they, the Mavericks made the Suns look like an 18 and 64 team in game seven. They made the Jazz look good when the Jazz played in round one and game seven, that is not the whole series, just game seven. They made the Jazz look good. It's un, it's inexcusable. It's you know Chris Paul, Devin Booker, what over ten from three in the first half or something like that, or over ten from the field. I, I can't remember what it was. Inexcusable, unacceptable, terrible. It's not good enough. You're not going to win anything with that. And that is, I just had to get that out there. The Suns really deserve to lose. You know, at the end of the day, after their performance, I know it sucks. Best team, great, you know, it's finals last year. That was a tough loss. I mean, obviously, I was pretty happy because I was a Bucks fan. But they deserve to lose. Nothing else to say. I just had to get those thoughts out there because it was so bad. It was so bad. Terrible performance. One of the worst playoff performances I've ever seen, ever, when you're that, you know, that much expectations to play that bad and have that little energy and that little effort. I'm sorry. I just have to rip into them for this. Like it's at least somewhat because that's inexcusable. It's terrible. Top five offense and top five defense. Great. You know, all the metric stats, they were great. Where was that? I don't know. It's just, I don't know, man. It's frustrating. I got it out, man. I had to, I had to, had to get that little spill out. It's, Nothing to defend them, man. There's absolutely nothing to defend them. Nope. And that's what hurts so much about it. This was the this was their year to win it. I mean, granted, we'll see what happens, but this was a really good year. And you know how hard it is to win it, obviously, and get there. And they just absolutely they just are like to the Mavericks, or you know, it's not like they like fought hard to get it. They just like you know what, you can have it here. Here you go. You go on to the Western Conference Finals. You do it. We don't. We don't want to. You're kidding, right? No, I guess not. It happened. <sighs> okay, got it out. I see. Uh, thankfully, Matt is not maybe as enraged as I am in terms of what happened. I think he's just more heartbroken than anything. Um, you got anything you want to just get out though off your chest? This is the time Did me right now get you fired up a little or you got not, you're not feeling it. 
I think we can move on to your uh, next me, thing. Let me hand, yeah, let me handle that part. Oh, to last, your surprise. Well, there is one. Well, we, we there is one more part I want to touch on, and then um, Pat Bev as well, which we should talk about just a little because you seem to want to talk about that, unless you don't want to. But I was going to say the last the last piece of this. Um, so we talked about book, we talked about CP three, DeAndre Ayton. The last piece of this. So. I, you've probably seen this. It's gone pretty south since uh, he doesn't feel valued. I think you've seen that, right? That report doesn't feel valued by the Suns. Apparently in the third quarter, him and Monty Williams got into it. Did you hear that? Cause I heard they got into it. Mm-hmm. And what I'd heard, this was from undisputed from Skip Bayless who heard from Will Wayne, who was courtside. We don't know the, the facts on this, but he could, he was, could mouth it from Monty Williams that Monty Williams said, you freaking quit on us. Um, and they apparently got into it and like, you know, Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton getting into it, you know, it's pretty bad Two pretty, you know, those guys you wouldn't really expect. Um, so future's not looking good in Phoenix. I told you they should move on from him. Um, and I'm about to explain why you said you like him. Um, I do like him to a degree. I think he fits the system well, but there is a reason I'm about to explain why they need to move on from him. DeAndre Ayton is incredibly skilled incredibly skilled great physical traits you know great feet great touch seven what seven feet two what is he 65 something like that great athlete. 11 to 60 yeah great athlete you know he's got such good skills and he is you know he's not nearly as good as he should be in my opinion he could be a lot better than he is because he his motor runs low he plays too timid sometimes. He had, what, four points in this game seven before he got benched because Monty Williams accused him of quitting. Um, he should have been dominating this series. No one could really handle him. Um, and I know CP3 has, a, has been a big part of trying to light his fire, and I think he's done a good job, but CP3 can only do so much for Aiden. And if he wasn't there, I don't know where Aiden would – how he would be right now, you know, like what his numbers would look like. But he's got to take advantage, especially in this series – of the matchup against Dallas, you know, with their bigs, he could definitely take them, but he just played, you know, soft. I felt like, and, and, and just timid and didn't get enough rebounds or blocks in my opinion for his size. Didn't really go with enough urgency, you know, to get rebounds and go for blocks. Didn't uh, have enough, you know, physicality down low to score and take enough shots too. Cause he's got a decent mid range jumper, good form, you know, like that's why I, I, I'm not as big on uh, DeAndre Ayton as you are personally. I just don't think he has a high enough motor and he plays too timid sometimes. And like even Monty Williams accused him of quitting in game and in, in quarter, the third quarter, that tells you something, you know, and that's been kind of my concerns with him this whole time. And it just, you know, the door on my argument just went wide open again, especially with the Monty Williams piece. Cause Monty Williams, I respect him so much, love him as a coach and he accused him of quitting, you know, something's up. And so that's why I think if you're going to make a trade like you think they should, Aiton's definitely the most logical piece. I think there's a very good chance he gets traded in a signing trade. He's restricted free agent. I would not be mad if they do that, as long as they get something good in return. Um, hopefully that is. But I I think you got to move on from Aiton. I, I don't think he's – obviously he doesn't feel valued. That's the report that came out after this. So he's not very happy. So I don't know. I see Aiton being gone. But I just want to say that about him personally if you want to. Say your piece now. No, I think I'm fine with the moving on. I mean, I think Biombo and McGee played harder than he did 
in the series, in my opinion. So you, so you do you agree to some degree that he's kind of runs low on motor? Yeah, there's some times where I'm like, dude, you're six foot, you're six foot ten, seven foot. The guy next to you is literally a hundred pounds lighter. Like, to me, I, I liken it unto like yeah. our one on ones that we have. Granted, I am six foot tall and you're like five ten. But here's the thing: you <laughs> have like twenty. Thank you. Five eleven, sorry, <laughs> but you have like 20, 30 pounds on me, and and you like you never take it easy on me. You always you always take me into the post. You always go in there like if you're not shooting well, you literally say fine. I'm going into the post. I'm gonna basically punish you because it's you're my best offense. You know, yeah, your best offense, right? I don't see that from him. Like no. for him, he should say. If this little guy is here, I'm going to punish them. And that motor, like Shaq has to point it out, he is not Shaq. But even even though he should, because he has a better touch and form than Shaq, but he's just as big and doesn't use it. Like Joel Embiid, you never put someone that small against Joel Embiid. He will punish you. That yeah, guy's one of the best. Same thing with Giannis. Same thing, you know. So to me. I feel like you trade him for a point guard and maybe a backup big and maybe a couple picks because I think people I yeah. think people do want him. Um, yeah, definitely. I think there's some. You know, for him. so you might have to package him with someone else or something. But I think at some point you, I think they have to let him go because he didn't give effort. Nope. And if you're not giving effort in game seven, you shouldn't be paid like that. Like at least like with Booker, yeah, he at least. Yeah, at least with shooting, doing all that kind of stuff, still wanted to play, I, right? Yeah. I still think there could have been more from Book, but Aiton's was really bad, you know? Um, yeah, like, and well, that's you didn't thing. see Booker throwing a, a temper tantrum on the bench. Right, that like, is true. And, like, Aiton was doing that, you know? And so, I think at some point, you just got to realize when you have to be professional or not. And this isn't the first time that he's been accused of not um, – not being fully committed and do that kind of stuff. So that's I think thing. at some point you got to cut your losses and, and he's made great strides, but centers are a little bit, I think, easier to come about these days and yeah, aren't just, as important as just like a, a veteran now. center. Cause you like, you see in this day and age with the three point shot, you don't need a, I mean, obviously having a center like eight would be really nice um, on, you know, a center with his skills is really rare nowadays, but it's not a huge need. You're right. I mean, look at Gobert. He's become a liability for the Jazz. Yeah. Even though he's a good rim protector. You know, I mean, I think JaVale McGee and Biombo are probably not as good quality, but, like, like, they give you good minutes and they play hard. And they know, like, and that's the thing, too. JaVale McGee will play hard for you. Yeah. He might foul, but he'll play hard, even, yeah. if he, even if they're down. And that's what I like. Same thing with Biombo. He'll play hard for you even though they're down. And so... Yeah. That's yeah. the other thing Anyways. about Aiton, too. It's just... He wants a max contract. He's not worth a max contract. And I remember you and I, one of our first episodes, talked about it. And I think you said he probably... Like, this year was, like, the prove-it year and see if he is worth it. You were more high on him than me. I'd kind of already had these thoughts. Like, let's see how this year goes. And now I'm, I'm guessing after this, you're on the boat of, no, he's not worth a max contract. If another team wants to give him one... I didn't one, think he was. I thought maybe give him like five years, one hundred and fifty or one hundred and forty. You know, which he didn't want. But max, after, you know? 
yeah yeah after this though i'd probably give him five years 100 million and be like either take it or leave it put put me by the way thank you for the credit for being physical put me in his body and i would be getting you 15 rebounds and you know i wouldn't be maybe scoring as much but i would be going real hard you know and well and that's what i'm saying like you can like with me like i try to get you in the post i just can't i just not you, big enough like i i am taller but i just you, can't yeah. like back you in not really you, know you have saying? that nice little hook shot that i can't guard because you're taller than me that's like almost cash for you which makes it really hard for me plus you're quicker than me so you can make moves in the post with your quickness compared to me that can get past mm-hmm. me but enough yeah. about but us here's the thing. <laughs> but the thing is, is is you you see the matchup and you say i'm just gonna and here's the thing too, it's tiring me too, because it, once you keep pounding me, yeah. When I when it's my turn to get on offense, right? I am gassed. And yeah. I didn't see that with Aiden. What they should have done is had people come in and out being gassed because they're guarding Aiden. Instead, he was the one coming out because he wasn't going hard enough. So, anyways, the, I'm done ranting the sun, about the sun. The I'm, sun I'm good to, to move off of the topic. I don't need hey, to talk wait. about Pat Bev. We got a good we can talk about that later. Okay. We got a good, good, good. We got it out. You know, that was good. Good. What? 40 plus minutes. So we got it out. We yeah. did it. It's over. We're not talking about the Suns again. So exactly. if you want to listen to the Suns, it's not going to be this podcast. Um, I did want to say one last thing. Yeah. Yeah. I should put me on the Suns. I'll play hard for you. Maybe make a corner three or two. You know, who my NBA comparison is PJ Tucker. That's exactly who I would be. I would just be extremely physical. Just give my butt play my butt off on defense and just hit the occasional corner three for you. And plus I can handle it, you know, but I would just, I love being physical and chasing after guys. I love hard defense. And five V five. It's really fun when you chase around and one V one, it's a little bit tougher because it's just, mm-hmm. you're just moving laterally. But when I can like chase people around and get in the passing lanes and, and just, you know, help out and, and then like, just be real physical. I love that part. So PJ Tucker is yeah. who I am, honestly. Who's, who's my comparison, Charles? Sharpshooter. Uh, really, that's your mo- only role, I would say. It's really just a shooter, like a Duncan Robinson, I would say. Like, you, you'll try on defense. Not saying you're a great defender, but you'll try, you know. And I'm not saying – I think I'm a decent defender. I think I have good, uh, like, foot quickness, and I think I have good, like, instincts on, like, when to poke at the ball and when to cut mm-hmm. people off. I don't think you have that as much, but I do think you would try and you just be really a, sh- a shooter, you know, like a Duncan Robinson type of guy who, by the way, is doghouse, even though he has his fat contract. Don't know what what's going on there, but yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, sons are done. Um, anything else with the NBA or you want to do my segment? Let's do your segment. Okay. Um, well, we promise we'll talk more about the playoffs, like the Western conference finals, Eastern conference finals, even what happened before, that's not the Suns. We just had to get the Suns talk out because we're big Suns fans. So we, this took up like the whole time. <laughs> we had to get it out, but it's it's done. Anyways, my segment, I'm doing another draft, another Bill Simmons special. I, I've been – I like Bill Simmons, the stuff they do and like the fun stuff. They, they are, they're always like – I remember he was talking on his last episode. He was like, I think that's one of the main things you guys want me to do and what you have on my podcast is me just making stupid, dumb trades that wouldn't actually happen. Like he was talking mm-hmm. about for the lottery. Like, would you trade this mm-hmm. and this if you're the Thunder for the first pick? Anyways, mm-hmm. um, another Bill Simmons special. We're going to do a draft, another draft, because uh, it was super fun last time when we did the NFL mm-hmm. announcers draft, which you actually got more votes than me in the end when asking my friends. 
So, because uh, yeah. Sam didn't like Al Michaels, so he voted for you. And I was like, are you serious? Uh, Eric loves Gus Johnson, so you won him with that vote, which was not fair. Mm-hmm. Should have thought about that. Um, so, yeah, you actually did win. So, congrats. It was two to one, two to one. I did three votes and you won two to one. So, hey, there you go. Um, another draft, though. We're going to do a draft. This is NBA related of the remaining players in the playoffs. And it's not like building a team, it's just best players. So, we're going to take turns. We're going to do 10 total picks, five rounds. Um, I'll let you have first pick again because I, I suggest it. So, you get first pick out of all the players left wow. in the playoffs. We're going to draft. The 10 best players, basically this is this exercise is who we think the 10 best players left in the playoffs are. That's basically what this is. So with the first pick, who is the best? I saw a post which inspired this, like who's the best player left in the playoffs. So I was like, ooh, that's a that's a good idea. And I yeah. took it no, a little further. Yeah, he, he did this at the beginning of like who you take for all that stuff. Okay. For me, <laughs> basically copying even though, him. <laughs> even though I hate this, I have to take Luca. I mean, Luca first pick. I have to. I mean, after beating the Suns, I mean, it's gonna take a team. But like, I have, I have to pick Luca. So yeah. I wasn't sure if you're gonna go there. So I was actually playing this out in my head when I thought about the topic. Like, if Matt picks Luca, mm-hmm. who would I pick? But if he doesn't, I'm picking Luca. So you did yeah. pick Luca. Oh man, I know you're picking second, dude. It's it's no, it's pretty hard actually. I mean, I'm between two guys. Um, I know which two you're between. I'm just going to get the other one that you don't pick. So, Give me Jimmy Butler. Really? Give Jimmy. me Jimmy Butler. You know why? I trust him more than the other. Well, I know Steph has three rings. I get that. But Jimmy just turns into a monster in the playoffs. And Tatum – just haven't trusted him enough yet. Yes, he had the great game six. I just don't trust him yet to pick him over Butler. I'm picking Jimmy second. He's a pl- oh. he turns into a playoff superstar, as they call it. You know? Did you not? Yeah, did you not see was, that coming? I thought you were going to choose between Tatum and Steph. Well, who is my like who is my other guy? I was going to choose between. I don't know. So now you don't know. One of those guys was the odd man out because Jimmy was my my guy. So yeah. for me though. I if this was just my team, like are we doing it like as in my team? No, just best player. Best player. We're not building a team. It's just best player. Who do you think is the best player right now? At least that's what I think this exercise should be. Number three, I'm gonna have to go Steph. Steph. Just three, three rings. It. Yeah, Steph. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, people are probably gonna say, "Wow, Steph went to the third pick, and even though there's three rings." Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, this is obvious. Give me Jason Tatum at number four. Yeah. The top four That's is pretty easy thinking. from every team. Yeah. It's one from each team. Now we get into this is where it gets interesting. It's a lot of good players left. Who is Matt going to take? Mm. Number five, I'm going to say give me Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Another three-ring guy, right? Just because I think he is – like, you saw whenever he was out of the Warriors lineup, what yeah. happened. Same thing. Whenever you whenever he comes out, 
we don't do as well. And to me, I think that's impactful. And you said the most important, right? The best player, most important. Just to me. best, yeah. Whatever, whatever your gauge of best player is. So if that's most to me, important, also it's most yeah. impactful too. Like right. if he's out, do you think they win? Probably not, right? No. So that's why I'm going to pick Draymond. Six pick, man. Been thinking about it. Been thinking, thinking a lot about it. Ah, I think I gotta go with. Hmm. I'm gonna go bam, I think. Okay. I'm gonna go with bam out of bio. Just you know, anchor of a defense. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, I like that. I, I like Bam. I don't know. I just I'm going Bam. It's, I feel connection to him. Okay. I got two next, players on my team, maybe. My next one though, I'm gonna go with uh Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. I was thinking him as my sixth. That was going to be, if yeah. it wasn't Bam, it was going to be Jalen, yeah. Yeah, to me, Jalen Brown, I just think, I don't think people realize how good his defense is, plus how much he does on offense as well. I mean, I know Jason Tatum is like the offensive guy, but like yeah. when Jalen Brown hits stuff, he he helps that. He turns that Celtic team into another gear. So to me, I'm going. I, and the thing is, too, I like him more because he's healthier than like a clay or someone like that. So me, I'm going Jalen Brown. So, so far I have Luca, Steph, Draymond, and Jalen Brown, right? Eighth pick, I'm going with Peyton Pritchard. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Man, there's like three guys I'm thinking about here. Um, I think I'm going to go Jalen Brunson. Mm, really i am yeah i'm going jalen brunson <sighs> what you, you think someone was better you know, you can take him right here then this is just best available we're literally the ravens just taking best available p- player even if it's not a positional fit you thought someone was better take him right now then <laughs> unless there's two guys you thought were better or i think three. there's two guys better and i thought you were going to take one of them two guys better than brunson wow mm-hmm. but with my next pick, I'm going to go Jordan Poole. Nah, Jordan Poole's not better than Jalen Brunson. I'm sorry. Not yet. Just kidding. I'm going Clay Thompson. I'll go Clay. <sighs> I wasn't hurt. Or if Clay wasn't rusty, I would. he would definitely have been gone by pick six. Clay, Actually, Clay, Clay, will, be nine. Clay will be nine for me. I, I just think what, what that fourth well, quarter showed in game six, yeah. like – that's where yeah. it's doing. So I'm just I'm gonna go. I'm gonna His go defense play. just sucks now, though. I mean, it's, he used to be a great defender too, but it's two two ACL surgeries. Are we really gonna try to think that he's gonna be at that level? No, exactly. So that's why I can't pick him. That's just it. Just to me, I think he's still number nine, though. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. To me, yes, his defense might be a little bit of liability. But do you want like? Would you want him on your team in the fourth quarter of a playoff game? I think he would. Yeah. And over Jalen Brunson, I think he would. Yeah, I know. I didn't pick Clay. So, so I'm picking Clay. I don't know. Jalen Brunson, man, he he's just 
really, really no, underrated. No, he's good. I think he's, I think he's good. Like, honestly, to me, I think he's top 15. I just don't think he's top 10 out of everyone. Uh, I think he's number eight, so I disagree with you. I, I know you do. <laughs> I think so. he's better than Clay, <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um, uh, well, I'm just wondering now who you have in your top 15, because I can't think of much else. I mean, I'm between two guys now for the last spot. spot. It's okay. either offense or defense here. Um, you know what? I'm going to do it just because I want to have some fun. This guy's special. I'm going with Jordan Poole, last pick. I'm going Jordan Poole. I know, and I think Jordan Poole, and then you made me think about it, and I was like, fine, I'll go Clay since he's the best one. But, yeah, no, I like Jordan Poole. I think he's definitely top ten. Um, well, who do you, okay, who do you think is better than Brunson then? Name a couple just off the top of your head. I, I just got to know. Better than Brunson? Yeah, because you think he's top 15, not top ten. So it's just yeah. a couple. Okay. Um, I think Marcus Smart. I was going to – that was my other guy. I was going to pick think, him if it wasn't. I think Marcus Smart yeah. is better than Brunson. I think yeah. even right now you could say Al Horford no. is more important and better than Brunson, yes. Better? Yes. <laughs> now, Al Horford was, was, had some great games in that Bucks series, I understand, but he couldn't – he's 36. And then – well, I'm, disappeared just, I'm just saying better right now. I'm just saying better right now. I also think Tyler Hero is more important than Brunson. But here's just the me thing. personally, I, I'd rather have Brunson than Tyler Hero. That's but, just, no, but, but here's the thing. I said top 15. I didn't say where he was in my top 15. I just said top 15. I don't think he's 15. I think he's more like 11. I think he's right outside the top 10, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I will admit, like, Tyler Hero like cost- me. Like, like to me, I'd rather I'd say switch your switch Jalen Brunson at eight for Marcus Smart, and then put Jalen probably eleven, and I can't that's argue where that. I'd put him. I, I was thinking Marcus Smart. It was my honest opinion. Marcus Smart was definitely on on my mind hundred percent those last two picks. Um, Tyler Hero was on my mind a little. You know who wasn't on my mind at all? Al Horford. <laughs> I told you top fifteen. Mind. I told you top fifteen. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, hey, your opinion, your opinion, my opinion's my opinion. I'm really high on Jalen Brunson personally. I just think I saw a lot, see a lot out of him. Oh, I think he's, I think he's really good, and I think, yeah, like to me, would I, would I have liked him over Chris Paul in that series? Yes, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Chris Paul would even be top fifteen. Shot, do his own stuff after the last five so, games. He wouldn't be top fifteen if the Suns had made over the Mavericks. Um, well, Chris Paul would probably have to play good, so he probably would have. But if he re- played really bad and they still won, I don't know if I would have had top 15. It would have been close. because I mean, Booker would have been probably like mid-tier, maybe like five or six for me. Yeah, it would have been five or six. But, yeah, a little yeah. draft segment, you know. Um, so, there you go. Yeah, so you want to talk about our last topic then? It's not basketball-related. You got enough energy to do it. This has been a, a, a draining, draining episode. I'll be honest. I'm feeling it. Up to you. Do you want to say that? Let, for let's do it. Let's, let's just let's... do it. Let's do it. Okay. So the last one, this one might be pretty easy, but basically Nick Saban commented about NIL, which is, uh, you know, where athletes can be paid money for their name, image, and likeness. And basically he said, you know, we've had the number one recruiting class for years now. Texas A&M has the number one class, but we didn't have to buy them. And he accused Jackson State 
of paying their five-star guy a million dollars to go there. Yeah, I and saw of course Dion. Yeah, Dion is like, well, we didn't pay a million dollars. Even Travis Hunter's like, I wish I got a million dollars, but my mom is still living in a three-bedroom yep. house with five kids. And you know, I guess Dion had to pay out of pocket for some of the games for them to even make it there off of like charter flights, all that kind of stuff. Um, to me, I think that was classless by Saban. And I think what he's realizing is now that people can make money off the name, image, and likeness, it doesn't really matter what college you go to if you're good. Yeah. Like, you don't need to go to Alabama to get in the NFL now. You can almost like market yourself. You can go to the Jackson States. You can go to the HBCUs. You can go to places like BYU who are independent or Notre Dame, all that kind of stuff. And not only get paid for what you do, but also people will start talking about you and do all that kind of stuff for you. Like, to me, I feel like, I feel like NIL does make it a little bit more um, even playing field. Cause you see all these, I, it makes it even between the super teams, I think like the bigger schools, but I think it creates a bigger gap in between where like the rankings are like the top 15 to top 20, like numbers 15 through 25 are probably similar, but the gap between number six and number 10, is huge. That makes sense. Um, And so to me, when I saw that, it just kind of showed me what type of coach he is as well as the program at Alabama and why I don't like them. I never will like them. And so, yeah. to me, I just saw some true colors come out today. So that's kind of what I saw from that. It's just laughable, honestly. You know, like it, when I was reading it, you know, I saw a, little, a glimpse of it of what he originally said. I didn't see what Jimbo said today. When I I was reading, it, I was like, this is just stupid. This is a joke, you know, for him to say that. It's it's really dumb. Like. I don't know. I mean, and I, what do you want? The NIL is a thing now. Every college is going to have more enticing, which by the way, Jim said, this isn't true. I mean, obviously we don't know, but I'm assuming you probably just assume that, but either way, you know, if a player goes to another college, they get a better NIL deal. You're just going to have to deal with that. You know, like that's just the state of college, you know, especially football. It's the state of it now, you know, so y'all, what you need to do is just adapt and be better. And you're the Alabama powerhouse program. So you should be fine. Right. Um, I love, Jimbo's quote. Jimbo, by the way, great name. Um, I love his quote. This this one is what it was uh, that stuck with me that I thought described this perfectly. It's despicable that a reputable head coach can come out and say this when he doesn't get his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous when he's not on top because obviously Texas A&M had the best class. And that, like, I feel like it's the perfect description of this, why he did it. Perfect. Oh, and Jimbo used to play for Saban too. So if anyone yeah. knows him, he does. Some people think they're God. <laughs> Go dig into how God did his deal. Whoa. I, I, I don't mind it. I know the SEC. I, I mean, I actually saw Saban apologize just a couple hours ago. And the SEC, I think, mm-hmm. is going to reprimand both of them. Um, I don't know. I didn't look into that. I just saw on an article. I don't know what the punishment is for both of them. Probably just a small something. Um, but that quote about the narcissism is like, I think describes this perfectly and why he said that. So that's a quote that stuck with me. It's, it's whatever, you know, I hope Texas A&M slaps Alabama now um, better recruiting class. So it's a good start, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just laughable. Um, 
Nick Saban, not a big fan of. All I know is um, now we're going to do a NIL draft of which college would be the best for NIL. So you have the first pick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're not doing another draft. Um, you know, I am thinking though, to end on something a little positive and fun. If you're down, mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. want you want to do a quick game of Weddle, just the normal one. Sure, we can do Weddle. We can even do the the Pertle as well. Let's let's do both. Yeah. Um, let me share my screen with you. Um, okay, you see it? Yes. Okay. All right. Launch meeting Zoom. Sorry, my mouse is annoying. Weddle. All right. We're going to do this. Sounds It just sounds fun. It sounds like something I want to do right now. All right. Who are we thinking? This is only offense, I'm pretty sure. That's the normal. We're not going to do hard one. Well, should we do the hard one too, just for fun? You. Which I actually saw a video. One of the YouTubers I watched who does this, they did the mm-hmm. same one as us, that hard player that we couldn't get, and they couldn't get it in either. So I don't feel as bad, by the way. There we go. You know, let's go um, with let's, uh, go. let's go with Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. Okay. Even though he went to Alabama, but all right. Well, that gave us nothing. Hmm. Height is close. Um, my turn. Yep. Didn't get the division, so it's AFC player. We know that. Let's go. Um, let's go with not a quarterback. AFC. Yeah, it's going to be a running back because he's underneath six foot. So, well, it could be a receiver, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, Older than 23. I'll freak. What's his name? Melvin Gordon. No, he. (laughs) Not bad. James White. Is he still on the Patriots? Yeah. AFC East. Uh, so they're six feet and they're about 29, 28, and they're probably a receiver then. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, could it be Diggs? Yeah, it could. Is he? Yeah, he's 5'11, I think. Yeah. Good... Uh, let's see if you get it. Hey. <laughs> let's go. That was bro. easy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's play. Let's do hard then. Let's do hard. Okay. Okay. You can go first. Who do you want to guess? Let's go with Sidarius Smith. He has apostrophe, right? Oh, I guess not. What? Sidarius Smith. How do you spell his name again? I thought it was Z. Apostrophe. Do Z-A. Z-A. Oh, oh, there's the apostrophe. Oh, my bad. There you go. NFC North. Um, by the way, they're an offensive player because – Pretty sure if it the if it was yellow for linebacker, it being he's a defensive player. Remember okay. when we, we were struggling? We were like, is that mean it's yeah. a safety? Yeah. So it's yeah. offense, NFC North, younger than okay. 29, uh, smaller than 6'4. Um John so Swiss. Re- yeah, go for it. Why not? Or, no, let's go with Monroe St. Brown, the guy who won you the fantasy championship in, in a lot of ways. Okay, so they are offense. Ooh. So he's Close not a on, receiver then. They're they're short, so got to be a running back. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a kicker, because it can be kickers on here. Um, either way, let, let's see if we can get the team down. So let's think of a Packers okay. player or a Bears player, um, who is 
Hmm. I mean, like, there's uh, man, who's shorter than there's six? Time Montgomery. I didn't think he was on the Packers anymore. He's on the Bears. Oh, is he shorter than six foot though? Right? Six. Isn't he on the? Isn't he on the Bears? Is he Montgomery? shorter than six? Is he shorter than six feet? Yeah, though? I thought he was five eight. Okay, sure. Why not? Ty Montgomery. Okay, he's on Patriots. Oh, we have him now. What the heck? Okay, <laughs> you know right. your team. And he should have been a running back. My bad. Let's just guess, like, shoot, under six feet. Let's just guess, like, Aaron Jones. No, he's going to be too old. Mm, who's a good no, guess? No, he has to be older than 22. Yeah, but he's probably, like, 25, I would say, by now, 26, you know. Oh, so, like, 23? 23, 24. Yeah. Who's on the Bears? Montgomery? See, the thing is, this guy's this guy is five ten or shorter. I'm pretty sure. So this is a short guy. Yeah, I want to see Cullen. 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 Yeah, he's not on the Bears anymore. But you can check. Oh, frick! That'd be perfect. Well, it's just oh, what? See, he's not he's not in the league anymore. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Well, who else is on the Bears? Who else is their running back? Who's their running back? Khalil Herbert, but he's probably not older. He's five ten. Okay, sure. I, I don't know. Let's go for it. Oh, yes. I remembered him because he was the big waiver that Martin got in fantasy yeah. uh, when Montgomery went oh, out. Let's go, dude. Come hey, on, I man. Was on, I was on the right track with the Bears running back. I just. Yeah, Tariq Cohen would have been. I thought he was. He's only 5'9. Yeah, no clue was that short. Bro, let's go, dude. So right, well, let's uh, get the portal. Let's just get it. Let's get a. Let's get a sweep, bro. All right, bet NBA player guessing game. Remember last time it was freaking, uh, Hamidi Diallo, and we almost didn't get it. All right, guess one of eight. Devin mm. Booker. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Fine, we'll go Devin Booker. Wow, that didn't mm. younger than twenty five. That's like the biggest one we can take from here. And, Not in the West. Not in the West. So East. Like younger than twenty five. Let's go with like um. Let's think of some rookies. And not a guard. Yeah, so like forward rookies, like who's like younger Charlie than Wagner. Yeah. Okay. Why not? I like that. Twenty got the age. Yeah, a little bit shorter than 6'10". So, same class as as Wagner. Most likely, yes. Uh, Who's in that draft? Scotty Barnes? Cade. I think Scotty Barnes is a good guess. Scotty's a good guess because – Wait, what was his number? Because this guy's higher than 22. Frick, what was his number? Oh, and and Cade's higher than – is lower than 22. You know what Scotty's was? Isn't he like 45? Oh, that's well, Siakam. Is, Siakam's way too old. No, I'm oh, Siakam is, Siakam is like 45. Yeah, 43. But isn't, isn't he like 35, though? He's number 35, I think. Scotty Barnes? Well, let's guess him then. That's, if it is, that's a good guess. Oh, he's number four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's not. In the Atlantic or the Southeast? So, so Central. So he's in the same as Central. Another central. Gosh dang it! Who's on the who the Pacers draft this year? So hold on, what's the height though? It has to be like six eight, six nine. Six eight, six nine. Yep. 
uh, Pacers, Bucks, Bulls, um, freaking oh, freak. Who's in that division? Cavs. Evan Mobley? No, he's too tall. He's a center. Frick. Who was the second pick in that draft? It was Kate. Jalen Green can't be him. Not Scotty. I'm just trying to narrow down the draft class because this is it's a it's a rookie at 20. It's gotta be. Well, right? it's this draft class. Yeah, it's this draft class. Who 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 was picked? Who the oh Bulls pick? Frick. I know they picked Io Desumu, but that's not him, obviously. Gosh dang it, man. Dang it. We can't we gotta go perfect. We gotta get it. Io Desumu. Who did the Bulls pick? Did they even pick someone in the first round? I don't even know. I have no idea. We can't, we gotta try our best to not look it up. We can do this. All right. Bucks, I know very well, and it's definitely not no one on the Bucks. Uh checks this off. I'm pretty positive. Um, so Pacers. Hmm. Just do Jalen Smith and just see if it's on the Pacers. Okay. What if it's him? Okay. Forward slash center. So then maybe it is Evan Mobley. Oh, yeah. It has to be then. Is he really 6'9"? Oh, well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I think so. All right. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident now, aren't you? Yeah. Frick. Oh, my gosh. Frick, man. Okay. <laughs> we don't have the team still, so it's got to be the Bulls, the Bucks, or the um, – who else is in that division? Bulls, Bucks, and Mother Trucker. Pistons. But it's not Cade. I don't even know who else I have. It's, it's probably a Bulls player. I can't think of a Bucks player who's 20. Player. Who's 20. That, that's the thing I can't think of. They don't have anyone who's 20. Um, a Bulls player. Who did the Bulls draft this year? Is he the, so he's the backup to freaking Vucevic, probably. Uh, it's so tempting to look this up. Just look at the silhouette, bro. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I, I didn't help that much. That looks like freaking Darius Garland, bro. <laughs> it looks like Isaiah Stewart, but I don't think he's 20 from the Pistons. Hey, just guess. See if it's even the right team. That's the guy who got really mad at LeBron, remember? Yeah. Wait, IS. What? Oh, do I have to keep going? No, just do Stewart. As oh, there we team. go. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it was him. I didn't know he was only 20. What the heck? <laughs> what? Man, we had some tough – both Pistons players, man. We can't get away from the Pistons. <laughs> All right. Woo. All right, we stop this. Stop share. Oh, that was a good episode. It was a much-needed episode. I feel good. Was. I feel good. You want to handle the outro? Happy you guys listened to our rant. Hopefully our – let us know in the comments below which – team you think is better not as in like actual team but just who had the best five players um in our little drafting we did 
Thank you all for supporting the No Notes podcast. We really appreciate it. And we hope that you guys listen yeah. to our episodes and we appreciate you guys. Check us out on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcast. Matt's signature piece. <laughs>